0: as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off the best protein bars out there. Today is Monday, February 15th. Happy President's Day to those south of the border. Happy Family Day to those listening from Ontario. Today on the podcast, going to briefly talk about the two games over the weekend, but actually take kind of a bigger look at the Bruins so far, seeing as we are now 25% of the way through the season. That's right, the Bruins have played 14 of 56 games, and we kind of have a, a pretty good idea now of what this team is all about. I'll look at some surprises and disappointments and preview what's coming up next for our team in black and gold. Before we get to that, let me remind you the podcast is available Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts, whatever podcast app you use, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. If you're on Twitter, you can follow the show at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we're at Locked on Bruins. And you can find me, my hockey tweets, and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. So the Bruins, over the weekend, they went one and one. Splitting games with the New York Rangers and the New York Islanders. The game on Friday night was a fight-filled affair. The Bruins looked very spirited and uh, came out with the victory on Saturday. They appeared a bit gassed and are now set for a few days of rest before taking on the New Jersey Devils later this week. But overall, where do our Bruins stand at the moment? In terms of the East Division... They're in first place. They have a record of 10, two and two, 22 points, three ahead of the, sorry, four ahead of the Philadelphia Flyers, seven ahead of the Islanders and the capitals and the Penguins. They have a point percentage of 786. and they have a goal differential of plus 12, which is far and away tops in the division as well. So right now the Bruins, are the class of the Mass Mutual East Division. When it comes to the league standings, they're second in points, 23 points held by the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have played 15 games up to this point. They are 11-3-1. Again, our Bruins are 10-2-2. When it comes to point percentage, the Bruins fall to third. The Tampa Bay Lightning, defending Stanley Cup champions, are in first, tied with the Vegas Golden Knights, who appear to be favorites to come out of the West at this point both have ten two and one records for 21 points and an 808 point percentage the Tampa Bay Lightning further distinguished by their plus 24 goal differential that's nine clear of the Toronto Maple Leafs in second and uh, as I said the Bruins are at plus 12 when it comes to some underlying numbers the Bruins are also very strong 44 4 percentage, which is a shot attempt differential percentage. The Bruins are at 54.18 in 5-on-5 play. That is third behind the Colorado Avalanche and the Carolina Hurricanes. When it comes to expected goals, which kind of measures the shot attempts as well as where they are taken from, high danger chances, the Bruins are in ninth, 52.25 uh, behind obviously eight teams the canadians hurricanes wild panthers avalanche flames vegas and dallas pdo wise which is the uh addition of save percentage and shooting percentage five on five play the idea is that a team will likely regress to around 100 the bruins are currently sitting at uh 984 so their shooting percentage at five on five still a touch low meaning uh yeah they're experiencing a bit of puck bad luck five on five play and there is room for improvement there if they can raise that to a league average of around 10 they will be sitting pretty their save percentage of 92.08 is Uh, Really strong, obviously, and the Bruins remain blessed to have such an effective tandem in net with Tuka Rask and Jaroslav Halak. The Bruins' power play had been very strong to begin the season. It's kind of tailed off in recent games. I believe they've gone 0 for 10 in their last uh, few games. Right now, the power play is ranked, uh, let's see here. Eighth, I believe, with a 27.3 success rate. The penalty kill is second with an 88% success rate. When it comes to goals for per game, Bruins are not doing great. They're 19th in the NHL right now at 2.86 goals against per game. However, they're much stronger, 2.14 goals against per game. When it comes to shots, Bruins are fifth, 31.6. And in terms of shots allowed, they are first in the NHL, allowing only 25.4 shots per game. They're also first when it comes to face-off win percentage as a result of being so strong down the middle with Bergeron, Krejci, Coyle, Corrali. So that's kind of the big picture for our Bruins at the moment. They, like I said, high up in the standings. Their penalty kill is spectacular. The power play, they've kind of been tinkering around with it, putting five forwards on it, not as successful lately. They've missed Matt Grizzlick on there for sure. He's been oft injured, and that's kind of thrown things for a loop. But that is kind of where the Bruins stand through 25% of their games played so far this season. They have had some disruptions. Due to COVID, games against the Sabres have been postponed. Games against the Devils were postponed. They were actually supposed to play New Jersey tonight. Uh, They will not be in action as the Devils are still on a uh, COVID-19 pause. And in fact, the Bruins will only play twice this week. Thursday at home to the New Jersey Devils. And then on Sunday, they will be in uh, Lake Tahoe. Well, hopefully not in the lake, but they will be in California scheduled to take on the Philadelphia Flyers in the Honda NHL Outdoors Sunday game. Uh, The Flyers have been ravaged by COVID as of late, but they are back on the ice today. So that game, for better or worse, seems to be going on ahead as scheduled. So that's the big picture. Let's shift now to some specific surprises and disappointments on the Bruins roster. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. I think the easiest way to look at the surprises and disappointments for the Bruins is just to go from the top down through the lineup. So first line, big surprise. Well, yeah, I guess it is a big surprise that David Pasternak was able to return to the lineup uh, so quickly. He was scheduled to return from off-season surgery around now. I believe he had surgery on September 15th, and the recovery date was set for February 15th. He was able to come back. Early. he's already played seven games he's got five goals and five assists for 10 points in those seven games uh, so great to have Pasternak back in the lineup early Brad Marchand also had off-season surgery he has played in all 14 games he leads the team in goals with nine and he's tied with Patrice Bergeron in total points at 18 through 14 games so Bergeron Marchand Playing at a high level so far this season, not really a surprise there. The surprise on the top line was how quickly David Pasternak was able to return and how quickly he was able to find his game and just emerge again as the high-end game-breaking talent that he is. So first line, zero problems at all. Disappointment on the second line, David Krejci remains having rotating wingers coming in and out of that second line it was believed coming into the season that Jake DeBrusque would be on his left side Andre Kasha would be on his right side Andre Kasha has only played uh, two games for the Bruins he suffered what is believed to be a concussion in that second game has yet to return to the lineup had zero goals zero assists through those two games he did managed two shots on goal and he did look pretty good uh, in those I guess less than two games since he was injured in that second game. So very disappointing that after a strong training camp that Andre Casha was injured early. Hopefully he can get back into the lineup. I know a lot of Bruins fans are down on him. I think it was um, a waste to invest in him. Would like to see the Bruins move on. I am still willing to give him a chance and to see how he can perform with some consistent games played alongside David Krejci. He has a lot of talent. He can shoot the puck with great uh, force and accuracy, and I still think that he could be the goal-scoring threat that the Bruins have been looking for on the right side with uh, David Krejci. Jake DeBrusk, he was also injured. He's only played in... Um, let's see here. Nine games. He has yet to find the back of the net. He's got 20 shots, seven of which came in his first game back from injury. Uh, only two assists through nine games. There was a big, well, not really big ordeal in the off season when it came to signing his next contract. His agent early on had been pushing for a long term, big money deal. Settled on a bridge deal in the three to four million dollar range and that certainly seems like a wise decision on the Bruins' part at this point, as that consistency still isn't there. He hasn't scored. Uh, He has looked pretty good since coming back from injury. It's only a matter of time until he finds the back of the net, and um, hopefully he can get on one of his scoring streaks soon. Craig Smith has looked pretty good for the Bruins, Uh, I wouldn't say he's a surprise, perhaps a bit of a disappointment to date. He does only have three goals and two assists through 13 games. He has been bounced around from the second and third lines due to the injury to Andre Kasha. The plan was to have him play with Charlie Coyle, develop some chemistry there. They were separated early. Charlie Coyle has had a um, rotating cast of wingers as well which may be affecting his numbers. He only has two goals and two assists through 14 games. So a bit of a disappointment there as well. Uh, The Bruins are certainly top heavy again when it comes to scoring, although it is spread out a little bit thanks to the surprising emergence of Nick Ritchie. Ritchie has five goals, five assists through 10 games, sorry, through 14 games. And has become a real threat to score on the power play four of his five goals have come on the man advantage he scored the only goal in friday's win over the new york rangers he has seven power play points out of his 10 and yeah he's really looking like the effective big body that don sweeney looked to bring in at the trade deadline last season nick ritchie a great surprise so far this season I don't know if he'll be able to uh, sustain it. He does have a shooting percentage of 14.3, which isn't, uh, you know, otherworldly. If you're looking at a guy who has a shot percentage in the 20s, you would expect that that would fall back at some point. Nick Ritchie, five goals on 35 shots, which is fairly reasonable. And if he continues to get these prime Um, power play opportunities Then there's no reason to think that he couldn't be a 20 goal scorer even in a shortened season so Nick Ritchie great surprise so far this season Charlie McAvoy I wouldn't say that he's a surprise we all knew that he had the ability to be a dominant number one defenseman for the Bruins he's got 11 points in 14 games I believe he went um the first four games without recording a point uh, so that current point streak is even more impressive at the moment and yeah I wouldn't say I'm surprised but I am satisfied with the way that Charlie McAvoy has played to date David Krejci uh, maybe a bit surprising that he hasn't scored yet but he does have 10 assists through 14 games and remains a core piece for this team Matt Gryzlik, I would classify as a disappointment so far. He's only appeared in six games. He does have three assists in those six games, but I believe he has been injured in each of the previous three games that he has uh, appeared in, and that's certainly a cause for concern. He was penciled in to be kind of Tory Krug's replacement on the second pair with Brandon Carlo. And as a power play quarterback... And unless he can remain in the lineup on a consistent basis, then, um, yeah, that's going to be a problem. I don't think there are really many surprises in the bottom six for the Bruins. Trent Frederick has been a very effective uh, pest. He has um, only one assist through 14 games, a couple fights to his credit. I'd like to see him shoot a bit more, perhaps, but he has been pretty effective in terms of uh, cycling the puck for checking, and certainly getting under the opposition's uh, skin. Sorry, I jumped ahead a bit when I spoke about Matt Grizzlick. I should mention as well that in those six games, he does have a Corsi percentage of 61.11% at 5-on-5 play, which is spectacular. And, yeah, again, when he's on the ice, he's been very good for the Bruins, but need to see, it's disappointing that he has been injured so often so far. Charlie McAvoy, like I said, he's also been spectacular. Five-on-five play, a 57.51 Corsi percentage, playing huge minutes in all situations. And again, he has been everything the Bruins hoped he would be in terms of becoming the established number one defenseman. Obviously, there were concerns coming to the season about uh, Torrey Krug sailing off to the St. Louis Blues, about the Bruins deciding not to bring Zdeno Chara back and him signing with the Washington Capitals. But Jacobs Borrell and Jeremy Lozon have been very good in uh, lieu of those two kind of stalwart defensemen for this team over the last several years. Jacobs Borrell, he was injured in the game against the Islanders, looked pretty shaky on the puck, but in you know relatively sheltered minutes, he does have a 55.89 Corsi percentage. He hasn't really contributed offensively, but he has been strong on the puck, playing well, doing simple things right. He could perhaps use the time off due to injury if he's out for any length of time to kind of, yeah, take a bird's eye view of his game and try to improve some things that may be lacking. But overall, he has looked pretty good, albeit, like I said, in very sheltered minutes. Jeremy Lozon has been playing on the top pair with Charlie McAvoy, and they look great as well. Lozon with the 54.29 Corsi percentage, Brandon Carlo 54.1, Kevin Miller even at 52.82. So every regular Bruins defenseman so far has a shot attempt differential well above 50%, which you love to see at 5-on-5 especially, and so far, the experiment to give the youngsters a shot on the blue line has been a very, very pleasant surprise. It has worked out for Don Sweeney. Time will tell if this experiment carries over into the postseason, or if they look to acquire a more established veteran puck-moving defenseman for what could be another long playoff run. But so far, like I said, those two guys specifically, Insborle and Lozon, have stepped up and played very well with the increased responsibilities. And, you know, say what you want about Kevin Miller. He's looked pretty good so far in his first game action in almost two years. Uh, They really seem to count on him as a leader back there. And... Uh, It has helped Charlie McAvoy not take on the burden of being a number one defenseman kind of on and off the ice. Miller, much older than the other guys, and he has really assumed that mantle of leadership uh, and played fairly well to back it up. When it comes to the goalies, uh, Tukorask has looked incredibly composed and elite in net so far for the Bruins. That Jordan, Jordan Eberle goal aside... On Friday night, that's going to happen from time to time. His save percentage is actually not as good as I thought it was. He's at 9.06. Uh, Halak at 9.38. So altogether, Bruins' goaltending numbers are very strong. Um, I am pleasantly surprised that Rask has come back, looked so good in net for the Bruins, made some spectacular saves, looks calm, composed, and like a guy who just doesn't give an F about what anybody says about him leaving the bubble back in the playoffs. That's well in the past, and he has certainly kept the Bruins in a lot of games when the scoring hasn't been there early on. So, again, full credit to the goaltending, um, and the Bruins are lucky to have that tandem in net for sure. So those are some surprises and disappointments on the Bruins side of things so far this season I'm a bit disappointed that Zach Seneshan hasn't gotten a chance with all these injuries on the right side um, but overall pretty surprised that the Bruins have been able to once again rise to the top of the NHL standings despite the turnover on the blue line especially and with injuries to Pasternak, Kasha early on once and if they can get a full complement of players, that's Grizzlick in the lineup, Kashi in the lineup, there will be some decisions to be made. Now, Jack Jack is also back down in the AHL. That's a bit of a disappointment. We had thought perhaps that he would be able to stick up and become a full-time NHLer this season. Uh, Needs some work on the walls. Um, but yeah, once everyone is healthy, he might not have had a spot in the lineup as it is, seeing as the Bruins are so strong down the middle and on the right side. Ideally, you'd like to see the top line remain healthy. DeBrusque, Krejci, Kasha on the second line. Maybe Richie, Coyle, and Smith on the third line. Uh, Probably Frederick, Corrali, Wagner on the fourth line. Anders Bjork has uh, looked up and down, but kind of strong as of late, playing on the right side. Um, And then on the blue line, on McAvoy, Gryzlik Carlo, Zborl Miller. Um, that would probably be the optimal lineup at this point and hopefully we see that sometime. Overall, it's been a disappointment that we haven't seen that, but I am pleasantly surprised with how the Bruins have played so far. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and with six amazing new flavors, it's even deliciouser. Some of their bars have nuts, others do not, so be careful when you're picking and choosing when it comes to nut allergies. They're all gluten-free, which is important to me as someone who has celiac. But just listening to the flavors, you can see how great they are. Caramel Brownie, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Apple Almond Crisp, Cherry barcia. they are so good. And each is covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but it's not just a delicious treat. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a Built Bar because they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high in fiber. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Pick and choose your flavors. Put your box of Built Bars together. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows and reality TV. They offer real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. Best of all, it's free to sign up. Just head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't miss another big hockey story. Start your week off with Locked On NHL. Every Monday, Locked On Kings host Sarah Avampato interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to trades, deep dives on the teams destined to be at the top of the standings, and analysis of hockey's hottest stars. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of the biggest stories in hockey, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. The Colorado Avalanche returned to action on Sunday after a lengthy COVID break, uh, which was great to see, although they were shut out by the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. The Sabres are back at practice after a lengthy COVID break. Head coach Ralph Kruver had COVID-19, uh, but I believe he is on the mend. He said he's scarred by the experience. He said he had moderately severe symptoms, never did end up having a fever, but he did have some aches, sleeping, fatigue for more than a week. Definitely time to realize how lethal this COVID is. So far, he said he's feeling well, but again, like I said, scarred by the experience. Grateful to be one of the people coming out of it by the looks of it. Really pay my respects to the people working in the medical care field as well as the many families for whom uh, success with the virus, uh, you know, didn't happen. Uh, There have been, of course, plenty of fatalities as a result of COVID-19. He said his wife didn't get it, which is great. And um, yeah, he's just happy to be back in the mix with the Buffalo Sabres and hopefully he does indeed have a full recovery there was a trade over the weekend as the Ottawa Senators sent Alex Galchenyuk and Cedric Paquette to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for Ryan DeZingle. he's reunited with the Senators the Hurricanes subsequently put Alex Galchenyuk on waivers. Speaking of waivers, there was a Bruin who was placed on waivers on Sunday as well in Par Lindholm. And we'll see if he clears here on Monday and is assigned to the taxi squad or sent down to the NHL. Uh, or if he's um, you know picked up, which is a very real possibility because he can be an effective uh, bottom line winger to be sure. I think that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in thank you for subscribing and to those who listen on a regular basis it really does mean a lot to have that support and uh yeah i do enjoy talking about the bruins here on a daily basis and i hope the majority of it, you at least who have tuned in uh yeah enjoy hearing me talk about this team and uh i'll have some more guests on in the coming days as well, uh, for sure, from, yeah, around the Bruins and around the league as we get ready to play uh, different teams here coming up. Again, only a couple of games this week, uh, Thursday and then Sunday against the Devils and Flyers, respectively, with the outdoor game set for Sunday. One pulp culture note I wanted to mention, uh, I started watching Yellowstone over the weekend after hearing a lot of good things about it. The first episode uh, was like 90 minutes in length. But I really enjoyed it, and it's on Amazon Prime, uh, so I'll definitely be sticking with that. Uh, If you haven't checked that out, looking for something to watch, that's a recommendation that I would like to pass along. I hope you all have a great rest of your Monday, and we will be back tomorrow with uh, an update of the East Division Power Rankings and the latest from our Boston Bruins. Take care, friends.